The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Hey, Anthony. Yeah, Chris. Why would Little Scotch be a rogue? Little Scotch should be a rogue because he's clearly just there to take the gold and out for himself. Like, I don't feel like he is a team player. He is going to be the first one to bounce. Hang on. Little Scotch is always talking about his crew. That's true. I mean, all right. I mean, so you feel that Little Scotch would, would not run when the dragon comes coming down the hall, when it turns a corner. You think he's going to go after it? Yeah. Little Scotch is running in? Yeah, Little Scotch got no fear. Okay. You don't think why you th- so why you said this right before we started recording. Why would Little Scotch be a rogue? Be- just feel, because feel, he would just go steal gold? Wouldn't I that feel, just be I, a thief? I feel like he's going to be a rogue. He's going to be the sneaky one in out. All rogues are sneaky? Is that it? Well, it's not even just all rogues, but that's kind of like a common trait. You're going to assume that a rogue is going to be, you know, you're sneaky, quiet, in out, sneak attack, out for the gold. He's trying to pillage, in for the treasure. All rogues. All rogues. I mean, there's multiple classes. Exactly. There's ways to play it through. But, I mean, they all go down to, like, being the tricky one, being the the assassin, being the, the skilled talent. So that wouldn't be you. No, no. Chris and Anthony just can't stop. What's up, guys? What's up? We can't stop. Little Scotch, come on, man. He'd be a fun player. He would be a rogue. Dude, he'd be a fun-ass player. I could see. So who would be the guy that is, like, making the potions? The person making the potions? Because that'd be Little Scotch making potions and, like, getting people to party. Because I think that would be his thing. He'd be a bard. That's what Little Scotch would be. Little Scotch would be the bard. He could be totally be a bard. He could be a bard. What? I mean, why? Why? So, for those who are listening who may not know what <laughs> rogues and bards are, Anthony, what is what are we referencing at we all here? We are currently referencing uh, Dungeons and Dragons Dungeons characters and dragons and classes. Let me ask you something. What's up? Did you see this? This was an article from 2017. It's not like it's brand new, but I found I, I saw this somewhere that somebody shared it on Facebook, and I sent it to the group, and I thought you said you liked it or something, but did you read the article? It says, therapists are using Dungeons and Dragons to get kids to open up. This is a Kotaku article, like I said, from uh, May 2017 by Cecilia D'Anastasio. Did you read this? I didn't get to read it, but I've actually heard that before in discussion. Okay. This is what she writes. I'm not going to read the whole article. It's a long one, but I'm just going to read the beginning here. Adam Davis, co-founder of the Dungeons & Dragons therapy group Wheelhouse Workshop, thinks kids with social issues aren't being asked the right questions. In a dreary school counselor's office, it can be hard to engage with, why aren't you doing your homework? Or, have you tried joining clubs? For uh, For Davis, more fruitful lines of inquiry start with, who has the axe? Is it two-handed? What specialty of wizard to you want? Or do you want to be? 
Davis, who runs Wheelhouse Workshop out of an office in a large brick arts building in Seattle, is used to seeing sides of kids that don't usually come out in school. He, along with co-founder uh, Adam Johns, designs D&D games that are less like hack-and-slash dungeon crawls and more like therapy with dragons. In D&D Forgotten Realms, uh, in the D&D Forgotten Realm world, the kids' psyches run amok. Earlier this month, over the phone, Davis told me about Frank, not his real name, a tall, lanky teenager who barely spoke above a whisper. In school, he tended to sit with his feet in front of his face. His feet? How can you Hiding do that? Tra- I mean, probably like his knees. Oh, uh, probably, right? That's weird. Uh, so no one could really see him. He hated to t- uh, take up space. After his parents and teachers noticed his body language, they seemed to... Uh, they seemed to uh, after his teachers and parents noticed that his body language seemed a little standoffish to peers, they enrolled him in Wheelhouse Workshop. The character he chose was a dwarf barbarian. Yo. He was really loud and bumbling and unapologetic. It was really obvious opportunity for this kid to play with qualities other than his. Adam had Frank uh, sit like his character, spreading his legs apart and slamming his elbows onto tables. In dwarf barbarian mode, Frank could experiment with new modes of relating to others. What do you think about this? I think it's awesome. And I comp- I've i heard about how this could be used in therapy to kind of break the shell. And I think it's awesome that it's being acknowledged and being implemented. Are you because- tired? First of all, before we go f- move forward, are you tired? No, <laughs> You're very subdued today. <clears throat> You're just very like, yeah, I like this. No, it's... Is it the lighting? We could turn the light on. I mean, no, it's, it's, it doesn't like have it. to be completely black in here. No. I'm just good. kidding. Uh, we did get a little bit better lighting in the studio, so it's got a better mood kind of mm-hmm. feel. Anyway, back to it. Why is it going to help the people, the kids? Well, I think it's a great idea. Um, from watching D and D, from watching D and D Twitch streams, the live streams, it's becoming. You watch Twitch streams? Yes, the Twitch streams. It's uh, engaging and like watching a live performance. Where do you watch them? Uh, who do you um, watch? Specific I watch Critical Role. I've seen D twenty. I've seen Dimension High from College Humor does a great live action. It's more of a comedic theatric. Like it's it's different than Critical Role. It's not very structured. It's it's off. It's the different parts. than what? It's different than Critical Role, where it's not oh, so Critical much Role dungeon based, but it's more of that the fun, goofy off ones. Like they take place in like high school, and it's just a different and high school. Yeah, it's fun. What like monsters in a high school or, or like like D and D adventuring is now just this. Who's is, this? This is uh, College Humor from Dimension Twenty. Dimension twenty from yes. College Humor. They're awesome. Okay. They have a they have a freshman senior year. Uh, oh yeah. Do they? Is it on? Uh, is it on YouTube too, or is it just Twitch? Yep. They have a YouTube. They have a bunch of. They have an, They have a giant eight hour long. That's a little bulk. much. But no, it's the entire ep- episodes are one hour a piece. They oh, so they just short. put them all together. So it's all bulk, but it's really cool. Can you just watch the one hour a piece ones too? Oh yeah, you could do that. I've done oh. that. But I have a feeling you watched the whole eight hour one. At I'm once. halfway through. It's great. Wait, you watched it? I watched four, it in like in four hours at a time. Um, no, I watched it like two hours, an hour here, but I'm about like halfway through of it. Do you really watch it, or do you just listen to it? Depends, because I I'll play theater of the mind if I'm I don't know doing dishes or if I'm at work, I just listen to it. But then if I'm at home painting, I'll put it on the TV. How do you YouTube. actually pay attention to what's happening in the game and stuff when you have to be focusing on certain things at work? Well, it's just like reading a book or it's like listening to music where you can still, you know it. So you're 
You don't well. Oh, you know it only because you've already seen it. You can't watch something brand new. No, I I usually don't watch something brand new straight fresh unless I'm trying to pay attention to something I was specific. Say, there's no way you can. No, because there's stuff that I'll miss. I'm like shit. I have to rewatch it. But like for <laughs> why you can't role, just rewind? Oh, I will. But if I'm at work, I don't want to have to keep rewinding and rewatching <laughs> shit. But like that's why I'll rewatch old episodes of Critical Role just to kind of get techniques of how to be a better DM. But I'll say from kids watching live game streams of like Fortnite. Kids now, watching them? Well, no, from kids and fans of you watching, watching kids. Yeah. What? Well, no, to get back to the counseling <laughs> and therapy side is that kids are watching all these live streams of video gaming of like Fortnite and Call of Duty. Yeah. That at some point, if they do watch the critical role and these live streams of tabletop gaming, they can see how it could be engaging and fun. No, I, no, I'm not talking about watching it. He's talking about using it as therapy, making them as part of it. Kids don't watch it and say, hey, this will be good therapy. That's not how it works. No, they, they, This guy has a thing that he's he's actually using D&D for therapy. Um, watching it, I don't think, is going to make them break out of no, it. They had to pay it, participate in it. I know, but it kind of gets that interest of like wanting to wanting play. I don't think no? any of these kids watched it at all before they were all told right. they're going to be a part of this therapy. But no. I guess this was more or less their growing interest that I think that this inclusion Let me ask you something. Smart. What? How many, can, how many times have you actually played the game as different characters? How many different characters have you played in this game? Oh, wait, the fact that you're sitting there thinking 20. is long. That's a little I'm, much. I'm in the 20s and up, yeah. That's Okay, when's the first time you started? When you started with us? When yeah, we started way back ago, in yeah. Back Issues days? Mm-hmm. Okay. Five years ago. That's when you started. This year, how many? We've only, we're only into It's only February, even though uh, people are listening to our earlier episodes around mm-hmm. this time as well, because we're dropping them all at once, these first few episodes. Um, it's only the, begin- the end of February. So where are you? How many characters have you been this year alone? I'm pushing like 15. I have like three okay, or four. Okay, so you main did characters. five. Oh, you did five throughout five years. And then t- this year you're like, you know what? In two and months, last... I'm going to do 15 characters. Well, as a DM, how can you play? Thing. No, 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 not as a DM. I'm like, talking about a character so, playing like as a character. As a yes, solo character? yes. Yes, that's what I meant, dude. Oh. That is a DM. I'm sorry. Then like three, four personal characters. Then really, I'm sorry. Okay. Are all it... of those personal characters exactly like you? like your personality or do you t- do you take on personalities to act like something like you normally would never act like ever there's been one or two there's been one that i t- that i try to break the norm with to kind of experiment and be fun with there's different ones i like to not, experiment what i'm no i think i don't think you understand <clears throat> what i'm saying i'm not talking about experiment to have fun with whatever kind of character mm. i'm saying because the idea behind this therapy is that these kids can be who they aren't completely like, you know who you are, the way you act, the way you think about things, and the yes. way you react to things in real life. Have you ever done a character that's completely opposite of you? 180. Yeah. A complete dickhead and, like, an asshole. No, I've never played an asshole character. I really had no. I've never been an asshole character. I played one. The closest I've ever did was. So let me ask you something. Was the orc fighter the cleric? No, no, no. I, I want to hear this here. That well, was the closest I've had. Okay, I want to ask you this now. Uh, in the so so you're saying that you do feel like it changes up these characters. You're 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 taking on the roles you're taking on. Are ch- you're you're getting to be a different side of you that you're not right. Mm-hmm. So what what is different about them? Like, give me an example. This character, you're able to do this because this isn't how you are in real life. Um, I and think, don't tell me uh, getting gold or doing magic no. because obviously <laughs> no 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 uh, the, the actual type of person that they are yeah the, I I like creating a character um, the last one I had was I had the orc cleric 
but he was a war cleric. So me personally, as a person, like as a person, I don't like, I don't like confrontation. I don't want to be in the middle of a fight. I don't, I want to stay in the background. That's why I feel comfort zone is with range characters and magic. Cause yeah. I can stay at a far from afar. <laughs> okay. That's my comfort. Those zone. are your most, those are the characters you have the most of. Yes. But me personally, in real life, like if there is like a situation, I don't want to be in the, in the middle of it. I don't want to be the one to be, make the saves. I don't want to be the decision. You don't want to have to roll a dice in the middle of a fight no. in real life. <laughs> no. I, well, thing roll, is, I, I think saving, roll, I, I want I want to say that in the fight or flight moment, I would become that. But at first I'm on more of a cautious side. So there was a character that I played that was the instigator that was going to go for the fights. That was. But did you play it that way? Is the I did. Question. I, I tried Not to that play you characters. created them like that, but that, no. did you play them that way? No, I try to play my characters. When I create them, I try to play them as they will. I will make the call that if it ruins the party's judgment, I'm sorry. This is what my person would do. I'm not playing my character for you. I'm playing them for me. So you're playing you. You weren't playing your character because I, you said I you were sorry. Pun- you told everybody you were sorry. You shouldn't. If that's your character, you shouldn't apologize. Well, for no, it's it. when everyone else would would. Well, no, it's I. I said I want because I know what how I'm just this person. I know, dude. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yes, so I these have. kids do, but that. never to the sense of counseling. I do like the idea behind it because it's smart. it's smart, man. It does it does make sense. It gives these kids a way to kind. Of, it's like acting, right? Uh, a lot of people don't they say everybody who's in acting's got something that's messed them up or something like they're yeah. And everybody's got issues, obviously, but to to be able to use D and D, I think, is actually pretty cool. Uh, especially because you know we play. I played it when I was a kid. I played it, just brought it back to our, you know, my my reality mm-hmm. f- five years ago. And uh, I'm excited to get into this new campaign that's getting ready to start up. Dude, what Greg Scott Bruin is, yeah, phenomenal. Oh, thanks for reminding me because I've got to send him the thing about my character. I've got yes. to send that to him. Um, <clears throat> okay, so. Yeah, I brought that up for a reason. What's up? So, Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. There's talk that there's going to be a Netflix series. What are your thoughts on this? Of Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah, Dungeons and Dragons like, Netflix series. Like Witcher style where it takes place in the realm? Or are they like going behind the scenes of like what it was like to create it and the oh, no, real no, no, no. It's a It's a drama. It's going to be a series. So it's, oh, Dude, like that's what I want. Dude, I'm telling you, I started to watch The Witcher, and it gave me a taste of like this is close to Dungeons and Dragons, where magic and fighting is more h- high intense action, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but magic was only to like a small splatter. I like high magic campaigns, so I'm assuming if they're gonna go Netflix, they're gonna give it. You're gonna get your clerics, your paladins, are your you ex- sorcerers. Are you excited for that? Oh, dude, that's awesome! Because then you're not only that, you're gonna get like licensed creatures and like monsters and dragons and characters. There is lore with so this is oh, you're, dude, this be you're awesome. already oh, you're yeah. already ready now you're you like, don't get it the past you have Netflix right mm-hmm. what if so what is it twelve ninety nine yeah what if they raise the price to twenty would you keep it for Dungeons and Dragons yeah twenty five yeah thirty yeah thirty five I'll be honest it's not my Netflix so yeah oh no if it was yours what's the highest you're paying for twenty five so you can watch Dungeons uh, and Dragons I mean, is it being no it's just what's the highest you're gonna pay to watch it. Fifteen, because I'm assuming I'm 15? getting okay. Fifteen bucks group. a month is you're going to only pay two dollars extra than what they're charging now. If they go to twenty, you're not going to keep it to watch D and D. No, because I'm going stri- to I'm going to stri- I'm going to rip it somewhere, <laughs> or I'll find a way to get watch it. Okay. Or I'm going to or I'm going to wait for everything to be completed. Subscribe for that month. So why is it good if, it, if Netflix that's... does a D and D series because you get certain things that they can't show in other fantasy movies because it's it's copyrighted licensed. Really? Yep. So that's why um, 
with uh, like Critical Role when they did the comic book. Yeah. They have to change up the names of the gods and certain people that that Matt used in his story and narrative because oh really so for Twitch it's a live stream they're using the content and they're I'm assuming the it's game. creative creative freedom yeah but when you're now making product using licensed and making creations money for them and uh, D D was and I guess there was a moment where they did ask them like hey can we use your characters and they're like sure you just got to pay license and Matt was like sorry critters you give oof. new names are coming to people so I started so it's cool to see that. And huh. um, so D and D being on Netflix, yeah, like I'm gonna get to see legit. Like I'm hoping to see like the different types of giants, the ordning, like the way the ranking of the classes or the different types of dragons. Wouldn't it be horrible I if really... I told you I just made that up? Oh, man, are you ruin? Are you fucking <laughs> with me? Oh, that's, that's gonna... horrible. Man. Did you fuck with me just now? Yeah, I did. Oh, I did. But how much you want to bet? It's probably a thing. You know like, what? I, man? You know what? There, I'll look it up. I bet you it's actually a real there thing. There is Dungeons and Dragons movies, and I don't think they've done well. <laughs> oh yeah, the move. There was one movie, wasn't there? There was. There's been like five or six. There's. A, it's just like man, they don't stop them apparently. But I'm assuming that they do follow very nicely. I've actually downloaded a PDF for one of the books that they recommend to read. It's called. Oh man, it's actually one of the novels based off of a character lore. Mm-hmm. It is called. I just downloaded it. There's a D- animated series, but that's not what you're talking about. You're not looking at the D and D animated. Have you ever watched the D and D animated? No, I have not. Really? I hear that they're fun. What do you think? Do you think that'd be something you could get into? Because it's got all those types of characters and stuff. It's a cartoon, but I could get into that. And I'd say, uh, how I... about you watch episode one? This was done in 1983, dude. Season one, episode one would be 1983. Uh, how about you watch the first episode and then next episode or at some point in the future, we'll d- bring it back up and see what you think. I could do that. Cool. 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 And the thing is I'm, the more I look back at my childhood is that me becoming who I am as a nerd and exploring my <laughs> niches, it surprises me that I didn't fall into D and D and this type of stuff sooner. You know, what's funny is that a lot of people who call them or who were considered nerds, are so annoyed that people have taken over that term now because it used to be a thing that was so derogatory and people got beat up for it. And now cool kids want to call it that they're nerds and they're really not what they're saying they are. I think there's layers of it. And I think there's <laughs> like an, an onion. Yes. A nerd onion. Like, like there's, there's types of it. Like there's a, there's an understanding that there are some just like, yo, you're an intense nerd that you are playing D and D you are dressing up, you are doing cosplay. That is an intense and dedicated. So nerd just applies to D and D players. No, it oh. would just be to what other different... layers are, are there? Is it different genres of nerddom? No, would I you would... say there's different genres. No, I'd say there's intensities of it. So, you know, there, so what are the intensity? Your... So you mean you have to, so like, like if, if, if you're, you're a like, gamer, if you like video games, you're, comic book you're not hardcore. No. If if you're a comic book, you're not. Well, are you if a casual or are you a devote? It, like, are you the guy that's collecting no, comics no, no, listen, every this issue? This is what I'm trying to ask you right now. Okay. Is there different genres? And because when I say is there different genres, you're saying no, it's different intensities. So what's the intensity? That you have to have multiple to can, how intense you are? Or is do you see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. if you're strictly video games, hardcore, you know everything about video games. That's how hardcore you are. Is that super intense? Or is the person who's super intense who is that hardcore plus hardcore over comic books and knows all that stuff and can play D&D and knows D&D inside and out. Now, which one's more hardcore? 
I think I would see it as a dual system. So the way you would craft dual you craft, system, it goes first by genre. So think of it as at you the said top there wasn't of, any genres. I said, is there no, genres I, I think, of nerddom? So it's separate. It both by it's separated by genre. So so, the, so nerddoms D&D. are in the genres. Yes. So you got like comic books. Video games, yeah, D and D. This is all like pop culture, pop stuff. pop culture. G- but genre this is stuff people nerd say is nerd- that you would consider a nerdum. So you and just then, said nerddom has but then genres, le- but then your intensity of an as a nerd, bro, does I just determine. I agree with you, and then it goes down. So, so now you you're agree. a hardcore, intense D and D nerd, but you also collect comics. So, so you're now you agree. That. Yeah, it's kind of like levels. I asked on us. you. I said, yes. is there genres? You're like, no. <laughs> yes, there are, but it's not just. If are you an hardcore? If you like D and D, it's more like, you know, like I have friends that have. So basically you take your genres and you tick off all the stuff about how hardcore you are and whoever has the most is the most intense. Yes. And that's the highest level. That's That's the one that intense tier. That's the Scoville level. Exactly. Stan Lee level. Exactly. No, not Stan Lee. He's just comics and he comics and movies. But I think it'd be, do we have anybody that represents all the different kinds of genres? Do you know what I mean? Of like pop culture and geekdom. Is so there somebody who's, one that's single? who's yeah, who like had a huge contribution in video games and in movies and in comic books and in television and in fantasy and in sci-fi? All at once. Horror. I don't think there is one that does them all. I mean, we can go by individual. I'd say Gary Gygax for D&D and Tabletop. He's the, one, he's the one that created Dungeons and Dragons. No, no, no. I'm Well, being the creator, I mean, you don't think there was somebody that surpassed him in, in the contribution well, no, I would to say, the... From D and D, and then I would say take over to the actual company, Wizards of the Coast, the ones that do magic. They bought D and D, and then they're the ones that really pushed the creative. They they opened it up. They opened up and they enforced the um, homebrew aspect from fans. Back when it first started, Gary Gygax was against licensing, or he was very strict on licensing and very against fans of taking and ripping his own content. But when Wizards yeah, of the Coast, yeah, they took over, you had to follow the story because yeah, that was the point. That was his thing. But Wizards of the Coast was like, no, 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 we want our fans to add and build it larger. Right. They were so. Smart. I would say that they would. I think you can get a table, a round table of people that would be at the table that could do it. But I don't think there's one person. I would say Wizards of the Coast, Stanley, um, the creator video of, games for video games. I'd say Nintendo. The, the Nintendo, Nintendo themselves, or the uh, the creator, the, creator guy, yeah. the guy that just basically video games, yeah. Him, Yuki. You know what? I don't even know his name, and I'll Mahamashi or Tomosami. Him. We know who we're talking about. Tokyo. We know Shanghai. exactly who we're talking about. I don't know. Um, dude, if Johnny listens to this, he's gonna be shaking his head, hanging his head, and not even Johnny. Just Johnny. We're sorry, a man. lot of people who know who he is. I, I, I his name's just slipping my mind right we now. We haven't talked video games in a minute. So well, what it's about okay. the, what about um sci-fi? I'd say Bill Nye. Not even joking, Bill Nye. That's is, not sci-fi, science or not, or, fiction, or science fic, or not. Uh, that's oh, science. That's, oh, <laughs> sci-fi. <laughs> sci-fi. Oh, Star Wars, George Lucas. So you think Lucas is the epitome of sci-fi? Or would you want to do? Well, no, I mean the beginning of it was. Uh, yeah, it's okay. So yeah. there we go. You can't do that. You can't, you can't even do that because I told you. Because even even between Star Wars and Star Trek, guess what was before both of them. Doctor Who. Guess what was before Doctor Who? Science fiction writers. Writing. And I, yeah. <laughs> Wait, yeah. Shit. Come on, man. You can't do it. It's almost impossible to say that you can pick one 
representation of something like that. It's impo- it's almost impossible because it the, the idea is is it's impactful as a subject or a genre because of all the pieces that everybody put into it or else it wouldn't be there. Stan Lee sure, right? But Stan Lee isn't the only thing, right? We have Bob Kane, Bill Finger. We've got, you know, Todd Stan, McFarlane, Stanley's Jim just Lee. the face just because We've, he's just known because of the classic characters. But if in all reality, there was a whole lot more that actually mm-hmm. added to the, you know, where pop culture, the, 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 the I growth guess the, come from where, yeah, where that's the comics are today in pop culture. Mm-hmm. So I don't think you could do it that way, man. There's no layers. There's no mm-hmm. whatever. There's no intensities. There's no levels. It's just you're a fan or you're not. Mm-hmm. And I get where there's people who, did not like how the negative term nerd or geek, the way it used to be used and what it what it was equated to and how you, it was basically a bullying thing mm-hmm. back in the day, right? You look at it now, that would be bullying. Yep. Um, physical, even. Physical yeah, bullying. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, you so, are legit, but like, I mean, look at Freaks and Geeks. Was but that's legit my point. Thing. Yeah, like- so the idea behind that is like, it is, I get why they do get kind of annoyed that now, Oh, now, cool now people are using this term and it's cool and it's marketable, right? Like the nerdist. I think you know what I mean? The marketable aspect is definitely where the anger could come from. But the overall goal is that it was bully, but we turned the we turned this term around. We made it to be cool. We Who, you the bully? No, no, the <laughs> nerds. That we from where the They didn't. That's what I'm saying. The bullies took it over and made it cool. Like, hey, we're cool because we like this term and and that's that's the argument behind that. I don't know. That it shouldn't be used by it should only be used for people who are like I don't even know is there is there even a a a um a a caricature uh what do you call it uh I can't think of the word I'm looking for I'm right a nerd? now man. Yeah. Is it still like that the spectacles that are taped in the middle and the pocket protector and all that? That's is that more... still the thing? I mean, that's like a stereotype, like un- stereotype. Thank you. St- Good stere- lord, I couldn't think of the word. It's it's that's like an unrealistic, like like sure there are those. P-p- I mean, so what do you call them? If they're I mean, not nerds, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure there's people that dress like. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't generally assume that they're nerds because they may be fans of football, and I wouldn't say you're a nerd if you're a sports person. Ah, so, now, so now so, now now you're saying something here. This is interesting. Because you're not, if you like sports, you're not a nerd. Or you, or, but I wouldn't classify being a fan of sports being directly tied under nerd. Nerd, I I would understand. Can I ask you that? Can you call a fan of sports a nerd or a geek? Because they're so hardcore on their thing of, of passion. Their, their, you know, well, subject of passion. You, what is yeah? What is the term? Nerd so mean? so I think that they're the they're the simil, they're the they're that term used for hardcore devote fans. That would be nerds. Yeah. So even so if essentially they are the same. It's just fan, used in which context? Con- it's, it's it's for the context. But you could yes. say that a sports fan Ta- is a nerd. Yeah, because it's uh, it's the devote fan. Because you because I've seen that uh, comparison. People that show up to the Super Bowl thousand dollar tickets for an event for one yeah, thing yeah, yeah. for you dress up and you paint yourself and there's a yeah there's i've seen activities. all that too that's my point so i get it no they're i totally nerds do. and they're geeks yeah. you, could, you would literally go up to a a huge football fan at the bills game and be like you're a nerd <laughs> you're a big bills nerd well i think it's I'm that 
But, Why, but I it think does come across a little bit of with a negative connotation still because still of does. what it meant. Yes. Where it meant, you know, basically bullying somebody because of, of their their interest in a certain thing, a material that might not be what's accepted at that mm-hmm. time, you know? Um and I think you're right because you're there the term doesn't really mean it that much anymore, like when you say that. But when you do say it, you still think of comics, sci-fi, you know, mm-hmm. uh fantasy. Um, superhero, like you, that's what you think of when you say the word nerd or geek. Geek culture, nerd culture yeah. is always that pop culture type of thing. Mm-hmm. That's just that's what it's become. I think it's slowly being pushed into a limelight where it's le- it's losing the negative connotation, but it is still tied to it. I don't know. I I don't know how we would overcome it or or fight it. I think that would might be the only drawback to using the D and D as therapy. Because there would still be therapy. kids, exactly. Cool, quote. Cool. Like, I wouldn't right. see it that way. But Whereas this where... other kid comes into class, he's like, oh, yeah, well, my mom takes me where I get to go do yoga and meditation, and I drink cucumber water, and I take or, a coconut oil bath. Or you, or you have you the kid that, I mean? or you have the kid that's like, like oh, goes to boxing for therapy. You're like, oh, you're a nerd. Yeah, well, the other, again, that kid's yeah, like, go, yeah, they're... I get to beat up people, and you're a nerd. Just, I could still see that. I hope not. I hope it doesn't. Because I really work that like way. the idea. I really like the idea of using this for kids, and I think it should be in all schools. I think kids should have D and D at a very young age, which teaches them how to build teams, how to work together, and how to use their imagination and there, how to think critically. Because that is missing big time in this when country. When I was at Barnes and Nobles, there is country, a, this culture, this this society, this this time and mm-hmm. era. That when I was at Barnes and Nobles, there is a book in the in the D and D section under. It was a. It says compatible with five E, so you can use it like D and D, but it's its own standalone. It's like six stories that you run through with students, and That's they cool. play through the book. And it says this is what you would say here. This is what the kids have to figure to roll out. See, see if I, they wouldn't, can I wouldn't this. want that. I want them to do it themselves. I would want a homebrew. Use your magic. But you no, but, create, that, but, you, but that, you guide that's what, them as a teach teacher, them. that's what you do. Is you introduce that as the as the teaching book, and then. But then you let the kids, how would you do it? And that's where the creative comes from there. Meh. Well, so, Start from the beginning. Just say, this is how it is. And this is how you play. And yeah, let's are... just, and then you guide them and you teach them. And the kids who are a little bit more reserved, you keep going and helping them mm-hmm. get into it because they, they'll get into it. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, some people like to have material to learn off of. Some musicians need books to kind of teach them how to help play the instrument. Nah, they suck then. <laughs> I'm just but, but in that sense I'm like, just kidding yeah I know no I see what you're saying too. I think yeah that, for sure and I was like to see that book and then to have this article just like you know what I think it's awesome that's why I think it's a fun thing to do it'll be interesting it's, to see because like I guess that's uh, from 2017 it'd be interesting to see where it is nowadays mm-hmm. uh, wheelhouse workshops I was called I believe so mm-hmm. um, I'll look into that too I'd like to see where that's at watch that first episode 1987 mm-hmm. Dungeons and Dragons I will. um Folks, thanks so much for listening. This is another short episode this week, uh, only because you're getting all of these, honestly, all at once. But probably these episodes will be going about a good hour moving forward. We'll see. Mm-hmm. If not, it, you, honestly, you know what it does? It, it really does, does depend on whether or not I want to look at you, how long I can tolerate you. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, if, if you want, we can do a fantasy character creation and make a little scotch. Oh. Bump him up to level 20 and just let you build him you how, know he, how what? he would be. That could be fun to do. You know what? What? I might have to do something where that's going to be the case. I think Lil Scotch is going to have to enter the D&D world. He's going he's gonna to be human. 
He's gonna have come from. Well, see, this what you he's do. gonna be. He's gonna have come from Earth, and he got pulled into some sort of portal that brings him into this world. So he's, a, he's straight up a human. Okay. Now everything else that's that his background is human. Like that's his background comes from Earth and all that, right? Where he is in your campaign, he'll have gone through stuff now. So I'll have you know all these other things. But anyway, listen, we're not going to bore you guys with this story anymore. Uh, if you do like that stuff, awesome. Uh, look for podcasters. That's on the network bicbp-radio.com. It's our podcast in which uh, members of our network sit around and play Dungeons and Dragons, mm-hmm. and each member of the network takes turns um, basically. DMing their own campaign and you'll get little one shot episodes uh, or maybe it'll take a two parter a one and two piece episode uh, but basically you get little little stories and little adventures so check it out podcasters on the network bicbp-radio.com among many other great podcasts check it out make sure you support us uh, on social media and um, come out and see us at shows, man. Anthony and I hit up Hardly Kayfabe. We do, uh, he, he helps man the table at the ESW shows here in Western New York. So if you're in yes, the area, come out whenever you see those are going on and come say hi. You want to say anything else? Vinyl Divers? Vinyl Divers. Cool. Peace. <laughs>